Hello, I'm Warren Williams. I'm the Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion, a program out of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC. Here to produce a brief clip for you of things you can do to prepare for gardening here in March in Chicago in zone, eh, let's say, zone 5-6, if you will. So stay tuned. Let's get going. Those of us that are born and raised in Chicago or have been in Chicago for any significant amount of time recognize that our weather can be pretty unpredictable. So right now it's March. Be aware that the ground is pretty soft. I was outside uh, for a few days and there were areas in the yard I didn't walk in because they were muddy. I didn't want to compact the soil and do those sorts of things because that creates problems for your lawn or any area in your garden. So be patient. It's mud season. <laughs> it's, you know, so, but there are things that we can do to get started. So one thing we can do is begin our seeds indoors. So um, some people say the last frost date for our zone or in our area is on average April the 15th. But I'll say that for our working purposes that our last frost date is April the 30th. So that means that we can get started planting seeds indoors or starting our seeds indoors now here in almost mid-March. So here in Chicago, we can actually begin to start seeds for things like beets, cabbage, carrots, kale, lettuce, onions, peppers, spinach, tomatoes, and beans. Be aware that some of those things are warmer weather crops and we will put them out later on in the season. But our cool weather crops, again, like beets, cabbage, kale, lettuces, green leafy vegetables in general, onions, and beans, and peas can be transplanted earlier in the season. So be aware of that. And hold off a while on our warm weather crops, even though we're going to start them indoors, like squash, peppers, tomato, eggplant, and those sorts of things. Also, Let's not forget, we want to start our flower seeds if you're going to start seed because we always want to have flowers in our garden. They're great companions for our vegetables. They attract pollinators, which many of our plants need to produce well and to be healthy. And they also attract beneficial insects, which help to reduce any pest issues we may have. So keep that in mind as well. So that's pretty much our list that you can get started with this time of year. And we'll add more to that in subsequent podcasts about what you can start in April and and what you can start to sow directly outdoors in the next few weeks as well. So stay tuned for that. So using our April 30th last frost date for the city of Chicago and the surrounding area, let's think for a minute. Know that we can begin to start kale, we can begin to start lettuce. And let me correct myself a bit here as well, too. I said beets, but beets, you know, pretty much we can get going here in the next three or four weeks because because they germinate and start to grow well, even in cool soil. So uh, you, you can hold off on starting beets indoors and start them uh, earlier in the season outdoors. But also, some things you might want to think about. 
and that you can also grow outdoors, in fact, are um, peas and radishes, and those things start to produce pretty quickly, and they do well in colder soils. So if you like Swiss chard, I would think about starting those seeds now. Uh, and also, herbs are a good thing to get going too because they actually take a while to germinate and to mature. So we can get those started pretty much now so that they can be transplanted uh, toward the end of May and the beginning of June. And they'll be mature and ha will have germinated and matured by uh, the time the weather begins to warm up. So again, just a little review. Your planning calendar just tells you a bit about uh, what to do in terms of getting started with your garden. So again, the frost dates kind of indicate the best planning dates based on your average frost dates. And like I said, for our purposes, our last frost date is going to be the 30th of April. Uh, and it also gives us a little wiggle room if we start to do our seeds indoors now. And so you have a week or two after April the 30th to get things uh, into the ground. So think about that as well. But it's time to get started. And so to get started, why don't you head to your favorite search engine and put in things like indoor seed starts or how to start seed indoors for vegetables. And you'll get a wealth of information about how to do that. There's ways to do it where you have to maybe purchase seed trays and that kind of stuff. But there's plenty of stuff online about how to use egg cartons and other containers to get started. So take a look for that and go ahead and get started. A couple of things about starting seed indoors, if you can, is that it gives you a bit of a jump start on the season. And it also can save you some money. Herbs, some of them take a while to germinate and a while to mature. So... We want to get started on those as well so that we can get them in the ground around the 1st of June. So some things you want to consider for um, anything you want to start indoors, whether it's vegetable seed, herb seed, or flower seeds, is they're going to need plenty of light. You can use a grow light, and if you've got a sunnier apartment or house, you want to make sure that you get your seedlings near light. Uh, they come from a southern or and or a western direction if you can. Containers, you can use seed starting flats. There's peat pots. People use all kinds of things. Again, uh, go to your search engine for information about uh, how to start seeds indoors. You want to get a proper mix for your seed starts, and many places sell seed starting mixes. So uh, be aware of that. Makes it a little easier for um, your seedlings to start and get the root systems going and that kind of stuff. So make sure you look at your seed pack, get a recommendation for the depth you want to start your seed. So you want to drop a couple of seeds or two or three seeds in the little hole that you make. And you want to cover them lightly and you want to mist them. You need a spray bottle because uh, your seedlings are, are delicate and you can harm them or uh, in fact destroy them by pouring water on them. So find some place to... Get yourself a spray bottle and uh, get ready to keep your seedlings moist. You want to consider fertilizing your seedlings once they're really... You want to begin to consider fertilizing your seedlings once they sprout their true leaves. But you do not want to use full-strength fertilizers to do that. So you want to just use a diluted 
uh, version of fertilizer, and we recommend an organic liquid fertilizer for that particular period if you can find it. So uh, that will help your seedlings get started and become sturdy for the season. Once your seeds come up, you want to thin them and uh, pull out the ones that are weaker or showing, that are weaker or showing immature uh, growth patterns. Uh, That allows for the strong one to retain the nutrients and set their roots as well. Remember to do that. Some things are going to take a while, like herb plants and tomatoes and those sorts of things. So even once you start them, you may want to repot them into a, a pot before you're setting them out as the weather gets warm. The other thing you want to remember is you have to harden off your seedlings. So again, uh, the quickest way to do that is to go to your favorite search engine and type in how to harden off your seedlings before planting or hardening seedlings or something like that. Just use those words and that'll get you started. Once your seedlings have been hardened, you're ready to transplant. So Remember your seasons before doing that. Warm weather crop, cool weather crop. Of course, you're going to start with your cool weather crop. And toward the end of May and the 1st of June, that's when you start to transplant your warm weather crop. Kind of going back to your herbs, some of the things to consider are basil. They'll need six hours or so of sunlight or grow light, and they take five to ten days to germinate. Time is another one you want to consider. Again, they need about six hours of light, sunlight, or grow light. They take 10 to 15 days to germinate. You want oregano, they take 7 to 14 days to germinate. And again, they need about six hours of light. Sage takes about 10 to 20 days to germinate. And again, they need six hours of light. Chives, maybe a little less light, but They say four to six hours, but less error on the side of six hours. They also take 10 to 20 days to germinate. Parsley is another good herb to start indoors. Again, six hours of light. And parsley takes a while to germinate. It could take as long as 28 days. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get those things started. Let me remind you that we're not opposed to any style of gardening you want to do, but our focus here at CPHB is container gardening, and that means pretty much growing most of your stuff, if not all of your stuff, in containers. They're pretty versatile. You don't need a lot of space. You can adapt your space needs to accommodate your containers. So if you have a little room, you can have a few containers. They're versatile also in terms of if you got a shady spot, then you need to consider growing things that are like shadier conditions. If you've got a sunnier spot, then of course you can grow things that like a bit more sunlight. But you have the opportunity to grow in virtually any conditions that um, you can consider. Or there's opportunities to garden using containers. And again, another good thing about them is if you have something growing that needs more light or less light, you can pick them up and move them to the appropriate part of your garden so that they have the right light environment to grow in. Another thing about container gardening that you have to be aware of is watering. Especially when it gets hot, you're going to have to make sure that your containers get adequate amount of water during the day. 
You have some choices, but uh, we recommend fabric grow bags. They're inexpensive and they're pretty durable and you can get two or three seasons or perhaps even more out of them. I'm on some that uh, we have been using for uh, four seasons now. And then they're not that expensive and they're a good thing to think about. They're lightweight and you know, children can move them. Elders like myself can move them. Think about that. And again, you can use terracotta or any kind of pottery. There's all kinds of things that you can use. Uh, I get, you know, plenty of times you'll get plastic pots from your garden center or whatever. So please consider reusing them as opposed to throwing them out if you can. The other major consideration for your containers, of course, is your soil. You would need to use, and I highly recommend, a high-quality organic potting mix. You can also mix your own. Go to your favorite search engine, and you can search for all the materials you need to make your own potting mix, like compost, soil, things like peat moss or coconut core, and other things like vermiculite to make your mix. But again, they're available at your garden center. And you want potting soil mix because of the way that the soil drains it is optimal for your container garden. You do not want to use garden or topsoil in your containers. That's pretty much it for now. Go ahead, look up your seed catalogs online. Search for vegetable seeds, organic vegetable seeds, heirloom vegetable seeds, all those sorts of things, and you'll get a wealth of companies that provide seeds for um, gardeners. So let's have fun. We'll be dropping another episode for April in a few weeks with a special guest. We haven't decided who that'll be yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. And we'll also drop a clip to help you get going for April as well. One thing I know that we'll be focusing on more in April with soil scientist Dr. Akilah Martin is the topic of soil. Thanks. Stay tuned. And we'll see you in April. So again, Orrin Williams. I'm the Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion, a program of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC.